0: Hello my friends. This is Pastor Christopher Alam at home in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus. I trust you and your household you are doing well and that you are blessed. We are uh, talking about the Blood Covenant, still on the subject of the Blood Covenant. And we are talking about the Blessings of the New Covenant. And we are talking about... uh, that uh, Jesus himself is our peace which really corresponds to the old te- old covenant concept of Yahweh Shalom when the when the lord had said to the israelites that i am your peace yahweh shalom and so and uh, i said you know as i said to you earlier that the greek word uh, you know like the hebrew word is shalom but the greek word which uh, corresponds to shalom is irene and Irene means peace and it means not only uh, you, you know spiritual peace but it also means uh, a, a, you know, a lack of conflict. God wants to keep us safe, from, keep us away uh, from war and conflict. It actually means an absence of war and an absence of, uh, of, uh, of uh, conflict and it talks about it also uh, carries the meaning of harmonious relationships Between people and harmonious relationships between nations, and uh, and of course on this on you know on on the individual the personal side the spiritual side it it means everything that the word shalom means that means peace and security, prosperity, etc. etc. and um, and I think that sometimes the church uh, focuses says almost nothing about this side of. Peace between nations and peace between uh, uh, between individuals and groups of individuals, and uh, sometimes because there's uh, conflicts in the world, sometimes the church tends to take sides in conflict instead of being a a a, a, a voice for peace. And uh, I think this is something very very important that uh, we as Christians must really take to heart and understand. Because if you look back at the history. At History, you would understand, you would realize that uh, in, ter- in times of conflict between nations, the Church was always a moderating voice for peace. And, uh, but when the Church becomes politicized, and that's when we begin to take sides, uh, when, and instead of being a voice for peace, and the Church is doing that in the Middle East. The Church is doing this in America uh you know people people get ugly they get ugly with the things they say and and Christians are right there in it as ugly as anybody else saying the same ugly things and we don't even think there's anything wrong about it and uh, that 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 is wrong and I, I i believe we should seek the way of peace because in uh, in uh, Luke uh, chapter 178 to 79 it says to give light to those who sit in darkness that this is why Jesus has come to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. So Jesus came to give light to those who sit in darkness and to guide our feet into the way of peace and this should be something that we should uh, pray for. we should be praying for ourselves Lord, Make me, remember St. Francis of Assisi, he said, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. I believe that is exactly in line with the scripture that Jesus came to guide us to the way of peace. Lord, make me an instrument of peace. And uh, that is uh, something that we should really, really be in uh, uh, in prayer about uh, for our own sakes and for our churches that we are uh, you know, um, we, we are a voice of peace, we are a voice of, uh, of, of, uh, of peace between, uh, be, between people of different races, between people of um, uh, different nations, and all that. And uh, uh, so, it is very, very important. Anyway, the next scripture I want to share with you is Isaiah 53, verse 5, where it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. So here it is talking about the sufferings of the Lord Jesus. And it says that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. And that he uh, the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him that means jesus was beaten that we might have peace and this is something we must take to ourselves because we see um, this thing that he he was beaten that we might have peace it is actually sandwiched between he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for iniqu- our iniquities and then it, it, it says, with his stripes we are healed. So between forgiveness of sin and healing, we find sandwiched in between that Jesus was beaten, that we might have peace. And sometimes we claim the first, we claim the last, but we don't claim the middle. And so we, we just like we claim... Uh, and we confess uh, and we speak out that we have been forgiven all our sins, praise God. And we we proclaim and we declare and we confess that we have been healed for our diseases. We should also be declaring and proclaiming that Jesus was beaten, that I might have peace and take a hold of this peace, the peace of God in our souls, the peace of God in our hearts, because people these days, Uh, I mean, in the world out there, uh, you know, people aren't at peace with themselves. When this um, COVID-19 lockdowns began, one of the things pastors told me, they said, Christopher, do you know how many, you know, suicide figures have gone up? And it is sad, but it's also a sad testament to our society because I live here in America and we are a prosperous society materially. I mean, just think of it right now as I'm sitting here, i speak uh, we have just sent 130000 uh, uh, dollars you know uh, uh, to our teams in africa to buy food and rations to for hungry pastors and their and their children these people uh, and we have done this in asia also people People are dying of hunger because of this COVID-19 lockdown. But here in America, as I stand right now, people, you know, we can go out and eat. We can go to the supermarket. Nobody is starving to death. Even if people are unemployed, they're getting money from the government. So nobody is in a place where they say that, you know, we don't have money. Because even those who don't have much, there are food banks. I mean, there's... Uh, there's plenty available out there. There is there is an availability of food. That's what I'm saying. So we we have that kind of society. But our biggest problem is something that no government bailout can can solve, and that is the inner inner man. The you know the state of the heart and the mind of people and people uh, the reason um, you you have this. You know, the suicide figures have gone up and uh, people are getting divorced and people are abusing their children, spouses are fighting. All these are happening because of the COVID-19 lockdown and you can't really blame the lockdown for it. It's the condition of people's hearts. People don't have peace. They don't have peace with themselves. They don't have peace with God. You know, they don't have peace with God. That's the main thing. They don't have peace within themselves. They don't have peace with their spouse. Don't have peace with their children. People are not at peace. And that is why Jesus was beaten so that people might have peace. And this is something we really, really have to we have to preach and also not only that kind of lack of peace, but also this, uh, we live in an age when there's a lot of, uh, you know, it has become a modern day phenomenon. This, um, uh, how do you say, um, people are are uh, mentally disturbed. And sometimes it's uh, people are mentally disturbed. It's clinical, you know, people need medication, people need help. And I understand that, but often people are mentally disturbed because of, other factors it's not medical things but it's other factors in their lives and uh, people need peace that is I would say more than money more than anything in this world people need peace peace with God and but also peace with themselves because I know people who have plenty of money live in big houses drive fine cars but they don't have peace. Other day I read about a guy, a multi, multi, I think he was a billionaire in New York City. He jumped from his uh, penthouse apartment, I think 27, 30 floors out. He couldn't live with himself anymore. I don't know what was going on through his mind because when a man dies, what was going in his on in his mind also dies with him. But this is a need that the world has. People need peace within themselves, peace in their families peace in their homes and, um, and, and and peace you know to be agitated to be upset that that can attack people uh, attack even me attack even you when there's a pressure on us. a lot of things come to the surface and so uh, this is what we need to do uh, firstly, we should claim this peace we should say lord jesus in the same way like i say lord jesus i thank you that you were uh, you bore my diseases carried my pains and by your stripes i'm healed so i thank you that my sins are forgiven. I thank you that my body is healed. I take it by faith. I thank you for it in Jesus' name and I walk by faith in it. In the same way, we should say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you were beaten, that we might have peace. I thank you that this peace that passes all understanding that only you can give it belongs to me and it is in my heart. I take it by peace. And so uh, that, is, that is one thing you can do. Uh, take a hold of this peace, right? Now, the second thing you can do, which I found is great, whenever you begin, and this is what I do, whenever there's, you know, we are all different and uh, I'm the kind of person when there's a lot of pressure on me, I find myself getting agitated and um, this is very personal. I'm sharing with you. I get agitated. I find it hard to focus on one thing. I get very restless and I get nothing done. And it happens to me whenever there's a lot to be done, a lot of pressure on me and uh, uh, I almost feel like there's a panic coming on. So you know what I do? I not only claim the peace of God, but I go aside, I just sit back and I pray in tongues. That's wonderful. You pray in tongues. Oh, thank you jesus oh Ramanaka Sanda. you just pray in the spirit and praise jesus and worship jesus and immediately it will just calm down you'll feel calm you'll feel how your pulse goes down and you'll be at a at a at, a, at in a stage of peace and tranquility within yourself uh, that's the second thing and the third thing just like i say that if you want uh, if you want to uh not just be healed, but to live a healthy life you also uh how do you say you uh you change your habits, change your eating habits, change the way you live in the same way um, if you want to maintain the peace of God in your heart, spend time in the word and also uh, avoid things that agitate you, avoid uh, movies and things like anything you know that 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 really Uh, mess with your mind and that agitate you but and and instead follow things that are peaceful you know whatsoever things are good you remember in Philippians whatsoever things are good whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are peaceful uh, think of those things so it's very important what you think because what you think will ultimately determine what you are and how you feel and how you feel is very important because how you feel determines what you are, you know, it can affect your, how you think can affect uh, not only your faith, but it can also affect your health and, 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 and your, your, your physical health and your mental health. So that's why the Bible says whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are peaceable and also think of those things. So give your mind to those things uh, that have to do, you know, that help you. As I said in Luke chapter 1, 79, that help you walk on the way of peace. So uh, I have decided, you know, that uh, I want to simplify my life and, and walk in peace. And I don't care what happens in the world around me. I I really don't care. And I, I don't want to be involved in agitation. You know, for example, we have got the elections coming up soon uh, in America, and it's always a big deal. Whenever the election comes, both parties say, oh, if the other party gets elected, it's the end of the world because this is what they're going to do. America is going to be destroyed and all that. And when I first came to America, I believed it. But after 26 years, and after many, many elections, I realized they do it all the time. They do it all the time. And I have friends calling me and telling me, oh, you must vote for my party because if you don't, the other party will come and they will destroy everything. And we hear this all the time. And then what I've seen, I've seen government from both parties and uh, and it's still the same. Nothing changes. If there has been a downhill slide in America, it has being under the rule of both parties because I've seen both parties rule. You never have it like when one party rules, everything goes up, becomes better Then the other party uh, comes, then things go downhill. Because if that happened, everybody would always vote for the party that made everything go up. But it's, an, it's like this. And so what do I do? I say, okay, I'm going to vote. Uh, I'm going to study the issues, what they believe in, and you know, what their platform is. I'm going to vote. but. I refuse to be part of the agitation and the conflict and this and this, that I must get on Facebook and write something negative about this party or that party, you know, I I just refuse to do that because the Lord told me, I've called you and anointed you to preach the gospel, to talk about Jesus and not be agitated. So I refuse to be agitated and I want to walk in peace. So Jesus has called us to walk in peace right so we all vote we all have opinions and we got to do our bit but at the end of the day remember we are called to walk in peace because Jesus came to cause us to walk in peace and nothing should ever steal your peace it doesn't matter what it is nothing 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 in this world has the right to agitate you and to take away your peace and to steal your peace. Because our Lord Jesus was beaten so that we might have peace. Amen. So anyway, so Jesus suffered so that we might have peace. And receiving peace from God uh, is a part of the gospel. Peace with God. Peace within myself. Peace with my spouse. Peace with my children. Peace with my neighbors. Peace with people around us and all that. So that is a part of peace. Praise God. No. In Romans uh, uh, chapter 5, 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we also have obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Amen. So it says that because we have been justified by faith, uh, justified means that we have been made right. We have been justified by faith. So God has justified us. That means that God has looked at us, and Jesus, uh, He looked. You know, God, let let me put it this way: God looked at you and me, right, and He found us wanting. That means that He saw a lot of minuses and deficit in our account because of sin. And the wages of sin is death and we were condemned to death. But Jesus went to the cross and he died for us, took our sins upon his own self. Now, we who have received Jesus, we have therefore been justified because the price has been paid for you and me. And because we have been justified, we now stand before God as holy and pure. This is the way God looks at us. This is the way he accepts us, not because of what we have done, but but because of what Jesus has done for us. So because Jesus has done for us, so what we have now (laughs) as a result is we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So that hostility we had with God in which God was always after us, pointing his finger at us and we were always hiding from him. And uh, that hostility is ended. The father accepts us through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have been accepted. We have peace with God. Hallelujah. We have peace with God. Amen. Now, and because we have peace with God, what does it mean? It says, through him, because we are peace with God, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. So because we are peace with God, God has given us free entrance and access into this grace and uh, it's describing grace as a place. In in which there's an abundance of mercy. There's an abundance of provision. There's an abundance of life. An abundance of blessing. And an abundance of everything we need. And then it says we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. That means because we have that we rejoice in the hope we have. That one day we are going to be with Jesus and be with him forever. And And by the way, let let me say this, you know, when I become a Christian and uh, some of my Muslim friends were angry, you know, very angry. And they say, oh, these Christians, they believe that uh, uh, because their their Jesus died for them. So their sins have been forgiven. So it means that they can now sin. They can drink. They can fornicate. They can commit adultery and use drugs. You know, listen, that is nonsense. The Bible doesn't teach that. Whoever believes that is a fool. You know nothing about the Bible. And if you don't know anything about the Bible, it's better you just keep your mouth shut about it. The Bible doesn't say that just because, you know, a Christian has been forgiven his sin, Jesus died for him. And so now he can do what he likes. That doesn't, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that now that we have been forgiven, Jesus Christ has received our sins. You remember Jesus, when he forgave this woman who committed adultery, he says, go and sin no more. So once you receive this grace, this mercy and forgiveness from God, you, 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 you know your response to it is you live and you walk holy and pure before God because of gratitude for what the Lord has done for you. That is Christianity. Christianity is not about saying, Oh, Jesus born by sin. So now I can sin. That is totally stupid. I mean, that is, I don't know why people say that. In fact, in fact, uh, uh, well, I, I'm not going to go because I've got many Muslim friends. I respect them. So I'm not going to say anything bad about Islam or about Muslims. I know uh, I, there are a few bad Muslims, but there are a few bad Jews, bad Christians. There's bad people in in every religion. but uh uh, and but there's good people there's i know i've got my relatives my whole family are muslims and they love me and um there are some who hate me but most of them they love me and they're good people and there's good people in every faith so i'm not going to attack any faith i'm not going to attack anyone's religion because that's not what god has called me to do what i want to tell you that it is a wrong totally wrong understanding that many Muslim people have, or even Jews, or people of other religions have that we believe that uh, because Jesus died for our sins, our sins are forgiven. So now we can do what we like, live whatever we like, and it's acceptable. No, that is far from the truth. Okay. That is far from the truth. The Bible doesn't say that. Now, sometimes uh, certain Muslim people say that because, you know, in uh, in places like India, Pakistan, and other places, uh, uh, people who, uh, when they call someone a Christian, that basically means they're not a Muslim or a Hindu, you know, a Christian. And normally those people, they're not born again. They have not experienced Christ. They go to bars, they get drunk. And so people say, oh, look at these Christians. They're drinking because their faith allows it. And then on Sunday, the same people will be sitting in church. Well, the Bible speaks against that. Uh, the Bible talks against drunkenness and the Bible talks about excessive use of alcohol. So, so uh, that's not Christianity. That's not what the Bible teaches, okay. So to my Muslim friends, I know who are watching this, I want you to understand. Anybody who believes that is just stupid, that, that is foolish, okay. Um, the Bible doesn't teach it, nobody, nobody believes that. So if you think that Christians believe that, you are wrong. You're really, really wrong. I would advise you to read the Bible and then you will understand what Christians believe. Okay. So anyway, so it says that we have been justified by faith. That means by faith, by our faith, we have received uh, this justification that God gives to us, that we are accepted by God. We have been declared righteous. And because of that, we have peace with God. So instead of a state of hostility, we have a state of peace between me and God. God is now my father. I don't walk in this uh, terror of God. Uh, There is a thing called the fear of God in the Bible. But the fear of God is not that kind of fear that you're uh, afraid he's around the corner lurking around the corner to beat you over the head with a stick. But fear actually means reverence. We have a healthy reverence and respect and we honor God and that's called the fear of God. Okay. But we are not terrified of God because he's not against us, he's for us. We have peace with God because of what Jesus has done for us and that is the gift of, of peace That we receive through Jesus. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, We have peace with God. There was a time I didn't have peace with God. I thought God was against me, but now I have peace with God. Okay, Romans 12 17 and 18. It says, Repay no man, uh, repay no one evil for evil, but give uh, thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends upon you, live peaceably with all." So that means that firstly it says that we should never repay evil with evil. If someone does you wrong, you should not repay them with evil. You should not pay back in the same coin. And you should not, um, how do you say, You know, it's a human thing. It's a human thing to retaliate, if not physically, with our words. And we shouldn't do that. The Bible says overcome evil with good. There's only one way in which we can win and we can overcome evil, and that is by doing good. That's why Jesus says love your enemies and bless them that curse you. Anyway, uh, but before I go more into that, I think what I will do, I will go to this point tomorrow uh, because I've got more to say. But uh, uh, let us stop right here and uh, let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I honor you, glorify you, bless your holy name. I thank you, Jesus, that you cause us to walk in the way of peace and that you're doing your work in our lives, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for each family, each individual who can (coughs) hear my voice. I ask you to touch them and bless them, meet all their needs, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, God bless you, and we'll be seeing you tomorrow. Bye.